0: Calling out to the Atascaseeta community, it's time for your Atascaseeta Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Welcome to your advanced copy. It's November 4th, 2022. We had a lot of fun celebrating Halloween with trunk or treat last Friday, and we have a lot coming up this month as well. And we're going to get to that a little later on in this episode. We hope you enjoyed Bob Tober Bob is taking his much-deserved break, and we'll probably see him again next year. But it's November now, and we have a lot more in store at the library. We're going to talk about some family stories as well as great reads. Maybe you're thinking of giving some people books to read, some great stories for the gift-giving season coming up. So we're going to have some suggestions for you. It is a time where people gather together with their families and our staff got together and shared some great family stories
1: that they had. Hey guys, this is PJ with a random family story for November. In case you didn't know, November is the month for family stories. So growing up, we did a lot of travel specifically to Mexico. These trips were always long. And so um, one of my (laughs) favorite memories is we were visiting Mexico, and my mom had a tendency to, at the time we had a caravan, a white Dodge caravan, and I hated that thing, but you know, thinking about it later on, I'm happy we had that van instead of a tiny car because we definitely needed the space. But um, every time we went on trips, uh, my middle sister and I were always placed in the back seat. And then my sister, my oldest sister, had the middle seat to herself. And then usually passenger seat would either go to my brother if he was traveling with us, or if he was in college, it would be my dad. And I remember one time traveling around Mexico, and right before we were going to, we had stopped at a hotel, and as we were getting ready to leave to go to our next destination in Mexico, I remember getting sick, feeling nauseous, and um, actually throwing up in the restroom in the hotel. And because of this, Instead of my middle sister and I being put in the back, I was actually able to get the back seat all to myself, which is, it was amazing. It was a rarity because let me tell you, that hardly ever happened. So I got to get the back seat by myself because I was sick. And I eventually started feeling better, but I wanted to milk the fact that I was in the backseat by myself. So I didn't really tell anybody that I had gotten better because I, <laughs> I just really liked the fact that I had the whole backseat to myself. But eventually, I don't know if either my oldest sister or my middle sister caught on to the fact that I was feeling better. And once they found out that I was feeling better, they, I had to give up the backseat all to myself and share it with my middle sister. So, but you know, for a while I had it all to myself and that was pretty great. There is a random family memory of mine. Hope you enjoy. PJ always has great stories to tell of her
0: family and childhood. Before we join her for another memory, I want to talk with you about National Family Stories Month celebrated in November. Families come in all manner of configurations. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings, biological, by law, by friendship, by love. Through history, we have learned and connected through stories. So as your families come together in the coming month, we encourage you to sit together, ask, and share a tale or two of your family. Let's join PJ again for another great memory.
1: Hey guys, this is PJ again with another random family memory. Once again, this takes place in Mexico. Um, We were visiting Mexico, visiting family members. Not quite sure how we ended up acquiring a German Shepherd puppy, but we did. And we still had our white Dodge Caravan. And I remember this is, okay, so this is, around the time where seatbelts were not really a requirement. I'm not saying you shouldn't wear your seatbelt. You definitely should. But back then, um, I don't think it was a requirement as much. It was more choice. So I remember my middle sister shotgunning the back, not even the seat. It was more like the trunk of the caravan because she wanted to ride with our brand-new German Shepherd puppy. And I was extremely jealous because I wanted to be in the back with our puppy, but there just wasn't enough room for the puppy and both me and my sister. So I was extremely jealous. I think I ended up getting the back seat by myself, but still was not too happy about it. Eventually, 30 minutes into riding in the car with our puppy, my sister (laughs) ends up telling my mom, hey, um, I think the dog has stomach problems, mom. It's really gassy. And so my mom's like, oh, well, we'll try to stop and see if we can give it some Pepto-Bismol. So unfortunately, what ended up happening was, uh, yeah, that dog just was having stomach problems. I think he was getting car sick. And yeah, he got sick. Eventually, my mom and dad stopped at a gas station and they gave that dog some Pepto-Bismol. And my sister ended up sharing the back seat with me, which I wasn't too happy. I know, it's weird. When you're little, you are never really satisfied. I wasn't satisfied having the back seat to myself because I was jealous that my sister was getting to ride with the dog. And then when my sister um, ended up taking the back seat with me and not riding with the dog, I was jealous because then the back seat was no longer mine by itself. Um, I don't know how my parents survived because, to tell you the truth, we did a lot of road trips and My sister and I are like two to three years apart, and we were just constantly at each other's throats. I mean, the first five minutes of a trip were always, hey, are you okay? Do you need more leg room? Do you want a blanket? Are you cold? And then after those five minutes of like friendliness, it was just chaos and arguing and mom, her leg is on my side and she's taking too much of the blanket and yeah, I don't know how my parents survived, but um, great memories. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this is PJ. I hope you enjoyed this family memory. Are books on
0: your wish list this year? Or maybe there are some books that you plan to gift to others. Well, we've got some picks that you might want to add to your list.
2: Hi, everyone. It's Daniel from the Atasca Cedar Branch Library. And PJ. Today, we have some book recommendations for you to give other people or for you to read yourselves, whichever you want to.
1: Or give to yourselves.
2: (laughs) That's true, it is close to treat yourself day.
1: Yes. All right, Daniel, I actually only have two. One of them about French queens? No, well, okay, so here's the thing. I would suggest people get the good queens. Is it called the good queens?
2: I think it's the good queens. I'd have to go look, they're dark queens. It's not the bad queens.
1: I think it might be The Dark Queens. I would suggest that book. It was one of my favorites that I read. And I think it's really going to be one of my favorites this year and past years. Um, No, actually, my two books are... One's a classic and the other one... I don't think it was recently published. Like, it wasn't published this year. But I picked them because I feel like it doesn't matter the age. These are two books that I think any age would enjoy. Um, So the first one is the classic Little Prince. Mm. Absolutely love The Little Prince. Um, I had to read this when I was getting my master's in library sciences, and I had never read it before. I read it as an adult, and I found myself crying towards the end. I just think there's um, these wonderful themes that go with it loneliness friendship love loss all these things that um you know human beings we deal with i also just love the you know the beginning of the little prince you've got the pilot who has crashed into a des- i want to say dessert but it's not dessert
2: Ask thanksgiving is the next holiday
1: Exactly. (laughs) Okay, desert, not dessert.
2: I don't want to be on a dessert island.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine if you were like in an island full of desserts?
2: Trombolet trees. (sighs)
1: That's bonbon berries. That's, That's Willy Wonka style. He does not crash into an island full of desserts. He crashes into a desert. And he finds this little boy who is ultimately the little prince. But I just love the beginning because the little boy is very innocent. And he says, hey, I want you to draw a fox, right? And the guy's like, I can't draw a fox. And he's like, no, come on, you can try it, try it. And the guy ends up drawing a box, right, instead. And the little prince is like, wow, that's amazing. You drew a fox inside a box. And it's just this... I mean, when I read it, I just remember it's always important to keep that aspect of your childhood. Even as you grow up, I always think that it's important to keep the inner child in you. Um, The way children view the world, the perspectives that they have when it comes to the world, it's just so delightful. And I feel like sometimes when we're adults, we take things too seriously or we kind of don't follow our hearts, follow social norms. I don't know, it's just It's just a really, I love this book. I mean, I think anybody can get something out of The Little Prince. And also, if you know anything about the author himself, it's French, so I apologize if you know French because I'm going to butcher this. Um, Antoine saint Um, If you know anything about his life, A lot of his life is mirrored in this book, which, since I had to do a research paper on this book, I just love it even more. The other one is very much like The Little Prince and it is actually the reason that I ended up picking it up because it reminded me of The Little Prince. Um, This one's The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse by Charlie Mackesy. I loved it so much that I actually gave... A copy to all of my family members. Once again, it deals with life, universal lessons. It's a short, sweet book with really nice illustrations and just um, you know, short, meaningful little lessons that I think every person, especially adults, should be reminded of. So yeah, those are my two picks. In fact, I gave the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse to Jada uh, as part of uh, our secret Santa. and Oh, yes. Yeah. She read it and she liked it. She said that uh, when she read it, it came at a good time because she needed that book. So I I was just really happy um, that that book was able to help someone. Like it helped me. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the little prince and the boy the mole the fox and the horse it's like a little piece of therapy in a book you know a little reminder of um not to get caught up with things that are not important those are my two picks
2: i have a few more uh that's because they said you know books that people might like or books i've gifted or just books i recommend for you to treat yourself talking with you it reminds me of higgins we do not eat our classmates
1: Oh, and the sequel, so We Will
2: Rock Our Classmates, it's about a little dinosaur, the first one in her first day of school, where she has to learn not to eat her classmates. And the sequel is about her going to a talent show, where she's nervous about. And, you know, as an adult reading these books, they are. They're a nice in little bit of comfort food that I can read them in four or five minutes and go, like, oh, that's, you know, the plot's good, the writing is good, the illustrations are excellent. I can just read those and be like, oh. A nice little break. And
1: I love that you highlight children's books because that's one of those things where even though we're adults, we can read children's books and we can enjoy them. And I suggest you guys do read children's books. They're pretty amazing. I mean, for the same reasons that you said, they're entertaining. They're funny. The illustration's often tend to be really great. Like they when just little
2: kid gets doused in barbecue sauce, excellent <laughs> lunch. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. And, uh, you know, they're just delightful.
2: And, you know, that's a great thing that if you have, you know, younger siblings, nieces, nephews, children, it's something that you can give them and then share with them. So now you've made a memory, which is even better. A memory with a book. Uh, let's moving on to some more. I say adult books. I you know, I, I read this back when I was a preteen, uh, which cool. probably sums up a whole bunch of me. But is uh Robert A. Heinlein's The Moon is a harsh mistress. So okay. Robert A. Heinlein was the first grandmaster of science fiction, and The Moon is a harsh mistress is his probably best novel. So it's the best of the best. Oh, okay. And it's an older book. Uh it's seventies talks about how in the you know, future in the 90s and the 2000s we'll be living on the moon. Uh, the, the book specifically talks about the rebellion on the moon and it forming a country, but it's very much like his other works in which there are you know, really two books in there. Uh, the first half, the first book is own story and the second half is the other. And you have lots of memorable characters who uh, are mainly there for their intelligence and quick wit not necessary their, uh, you know, action. And also some strong women characters and one of the great ones, Wyoming Not, who goes by Why, and everyone makes the joke, Why Not. <laughs> right. That's a funny one, Mike, for all those who have read the book. And then we have uh, Louise Penny's Still Life, which is a mystery novel, uh, part of her Three Pines series, the first one. And uh, not only is it a good read, but a series is incredibly good with food. That's the reason I recommend it. Oh. Yeah. Is it has these grand depictions of the, of this homemade, wonderful food in this little town in Quebec that people just sort of almost magically burgadoonish find their way to. But yes, glorious descriptions of but- fresh buttered croissants and, you know, <laughs> cafe in the morning and poutine and steak fritters.
1: Maybe read this while you're in a restaurant
2: or, <laughs> or yes. a cafe. Right. You know, it is a really good mystery. It's intense. It kept me guessing to the end. But now I get to go back with each next novel and revisit the people who do at one point remark on, hmm, it's rather odd that a person dies here or gets murdered here once a year.
1: They just forget that little thing is the food that good that they're just like oh we're just realizing it's
2: like oh yeah, it's, it's time for someone to get murdered again oh look someone did we'll just have the detective come back and solve it like he does every year hmm. it's a nice little fourth wall breaking uh it's, and then also on the food thing you have uh, robert V. parker's spencer series uh hard-boiled mysteries and his thing is sandwiches
1: I love Sandwiches. Sandwiches and Soup. I mean, this is the season for Sandwiches and Soup,
2: I think. It is. But he has some glorious descriptions of sandwiches in his mystery novels. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing to maybe share Thanksgiving. Uh, that's for some adventure out there. Got uh, Patrick O'Brien's Master and Commander, the, the first in his uh, another series. I'm, I'm sorry. It's a lot of series, but that's OK. We like to be serious here. Ha, ha,
1: ha. I mean, that's good, though, because if you like these books, hey, there's a second and a third, and that's and great. Our 19th
2: and a 20th, yes. But Master and Commander is the first one that follows uh, Jack Aubrey of the Royal Navy as he gets command of his first ship and follows him and his best friend, Stephen Maturin through the Napoleonic Wars. So a nice action and adventure. Uh, it's lighthearted. It's another one that also has descriptions of food. And in fact, there's a cookbook inspired by the series. I know there are a lot of things I read that are about food.
1: Daniel, you're killing me. It's barely 10 and you're talking about food, and my stomach's going to be like wanting all this delicious food instead of the sad little lunch that I brought.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, so, and if you want some history that's in the same vein as Master and Commander, there's Ian Toll's Six Frigates. It's about the original six frigates of the United States Navy and their part in history, which it's. One I've read three or four times. Awesome. So he's an excellent writer. It's really interesting to see the the different things of how they work. All that little bit of history, especially when communication takes, you know, months at best. Another great historical one is Dry Store Room Number One, which is the history of the curators of the uh, Natural History Museum in London. And it is full of adultery and affairs and murder and finding colleagues after they passed away in their offices. And of, all of
1: this happened for real. And, and
2: all of it's true. And uh, it's Richard Forte wrote it. It's a great book to just kind of go, oh, oh, it's, it's almost true crime. But it's history.
1: I feel like that's funny because I feel like sometimes when I talk about what it is to be a librarian, people are shocked by some of the things that we experience People probably think like a museum, it's so mundane. like
2: And so quiet and dull. Nothing exactly. Exciting ever happen.
1: And no, it's a lot of things exciting happen. You just don't know about it.
2: There are lots of stories, yes. Lots and lots of stories for something completely different than something that uh, intrigued me when I read it. And this would be I, I have a couple of very good friends I would give this book to and just sort of watch them read it. Okay. And also see if they also fall asleep and dream about the book and then pick up after they wake up from the part they read in their dream.
1: Okay, now I'm intrigued. What yeah, is this? It is
2: the Dictionary of the Khazars uh, by Pavik. So it's a foreign author, Eastern European. And it's essentially the, the book is about the people who were in the region before the Russians came. Oh. Now, there are a couple different – there's a male and a female version of this book – which has nothing to do with gender, and there are just a few words that are changed in each one. Okay. So you have to know which one you get.
1: Why is there a female and a male? What was the point of this?
2: I don't know. That's what makes it so intriguing. I mean, it's a it's a puzzle wrapped in an enigma. It's it's interesting.
1: And did he write both of these he, versions? He wrote both. Yeah.
2: He just wrote some different words and different ones. I know. It was once you start going, kind of looking at the history, you're like, huh. But yeah, it's it's one of those. I've got some friends I would hand this to, and I would want to watch them read it and also see if they dream read it as well. Awesome. So, yeah, it's an experience. I have another novel that I haven't read, uh, Landscape Painted with Tea, which is a novel in crossword format. So it'll also be interesting.
1: Maybe someone needs to gift that to Daniel.
2: Yes, I need more books. I say that. I can always use another book. I don't have space, but I could use one. <laughs> and then to go for some nice, easy reading, uh, something that's more of a beach read, uh, Med Cabot's No Doubt. And that series is about a small little island. In this case, you have a baby is found in the bathroom in the library. And the librarian and the sheriff have to find out who the baby is and get it back to there. That sounds much more intense than the book is. A lot of it is about pie, And and, uh, them having a nice little quaint romance. I know you have this mystery set up. You think, oh, no, it's going to be intense. And it's like, no, it's just kind of a, you know, slice of a hometown and lots of pie. She has a second novel in the same series where a hurricane comes. And then one of the people who stays on the island has to, you know, organize a dog rescue.
1: I'm just smiling and nodding my head because all this talk about food
2: yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's the last one about food. And then for some some uh, some of our mid-range readers, uh, I've got the series with the first book of Cinder in the Lunar Chronicles. Okay. the right? built as a YA. It's a retelling of the Cinderella story. Except this time, you know, it's post-apocalyptic or post-plague steampunk to where the, the big thing at the end when she runs away from the ball and leaves her shoe. Yeah. In this case, she runs away from the ball and leaves her uh, bionic leg.
1: Oh, look at that. That's awesome.
2: It is. And it's, it's one of those books I didn't expect it to end where it ended. And I was like, surely there has to be more. And there were many more books in the series. And I immediately consumed them. So then they also go into Little Red Riding Hood. They go into Sleeping Beauty. Uh, they even do the, uh, evil, <laughs> the evil witch with the magic mirror.
1: So this is kind of like for adults, we had Wicked.
2: Yes, but this is like YA. This, this is YA, and instead of being in a, a fantasy, it's a steampunk.: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Although also, we say this is YA. it should not stop you from reading it.:
2: Oh no. I occasionally think of myself as an adult, and you know, I, I read it and immediately had to go read, you know, the next ones in the series because they were fun, and I just wanted to see how they ended it with the characters. I wanted to see their adventure. And another one that has a recent Netflix show is One of Us is Lying.
1: Yes. I have not read the book. I have not seen the Netflix. Well, I mean, I see the ads for it. It looks interesting.
2: It It is. It is a closed door mystery. Oh. And one of the people in the closed room is lying. And it's not who I thought it was.
1: Oh. <gasps> Well, then maybe before we watch the series, we need to read the book.
2: It is an excellent read. I think it's one of those, that's, it's unfortunate because you sit down and read a chapter and then three hours later, you're still reading.
1: <laughs> well, no, that's good. I thought you were going to say unfortunate because it's like three hours later and you're just like, I don't know what I read.
2: No, no. That's it's, the worst. It's awful when you just say, I'll just read one more chapter and then you just... Keep on reading.
1: You know, of all the problems that someone can have, that's a good one, I think, you know. Unless, you know, you have plans with your friends and you
2: forget about those plans. Plans with friends, a good book. I think most of my friends actually would understand.
1: Those are good friends.
2: They would say, where were you? You say, oh, I got involved in a book. And they say, okay, let me borrow it. Those are good friends. Those are my quick recommendations. Uh, for you to either go out and read yourself or to give as a present or even to uh, give as a present and then read together.
1: Yes, that's always great. I always, uh, you know, have your own little lit chat. Discuss. I love it. And especially because it's like the holidays, right? So you can sit down, get some hot chocolate cookies, and talk about the book that you read.
2: Yes, that's uh, one of my wonderful Ideas for a vacation that I used to do all the time is go to a used bookstore and then go get a cup of coffee.
1: Okay, so I'm sorry, guys. Um, if you are hungry, I blame Daniel.
2: It's, it's true. Uh, <laughs> you might, you might even need a dinner and a book program. Ooh.
1: All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoy our suggestions. And if you guys have any suggestions, we would love to hear them because I'm always up for hearing people's suggestions on good books.
2: I have a very bad habit of when someone gives me a good recommendation of immediately placing on a hold at the library and then reading it.
1: This is good because I really wanted you to read that
2: book and you did it. (laughs) I did, but now I also have a pile of six or seven books at home that I need to read.
1: All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to us. This is PJ. And Daniel. And Daniel. Bye, guys. The programming fun doesn't
0: stop here at the Itasca Cedar Branch Library, and there's a lot going on in November. really want to draw your attention to a few of the things we've got coming up. Of course, we have some of our monthly programs that come around. So we've got Monday Masterpieces and Lego Club and the Book Habit for the Kids. Be sure to check that online because those do require registration. In fact, Monday Masterpieces might be hard to get in. Registration opens a week prior to the program, so you'll want to be sure to get online and check that out. We have our adult programs as well that happen every month. So you're looking at Lit Chat, which is on the second Thursday of each month at 1. We have our Down to Earth Clay Crafts, 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday the 8th. We have Craft Club on the third Tuesday of each month at 6.30 p.m. And we have, of course, Knit and Nosh, which is the last Tuesday of each month at 6.30. Some special programs, though, that we have this month. And we have the Stop the Bleed program that is on Friday, November 11th. And we ask that you register for this program now. Registration is happening through the presenter. They ask that you register by calling 346-370-2770 and leave a message with the names of the people attending. Space is limited, but this life-saving class is taught by Jonathan Campos, and Jonathan is a local business owner with 18 years experience as an assistant fire chief and an EMT with the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Again, that's Stop the Bleed, Save a Life on November 11th, a Friday, from 2 until 3. To register, give a call at 346-370-2770. Another program coming up, which is going to be available on our social media. Daniel is going to give us an update for all the new Star Trek Universe information. It's a pre-recorded program, and we're going to post it on social media pages, particularly our Facebook. And we're going to post that November 18th, which is a Friday. So you can check out that video with all the interesting news from the Star Trek Universe presented by Daniel. We also have Cook the Cookbooks. That will be November 10th, Thursday. So each month, a few chosen cookbooks are displayed at the Itasca Cedar Branch Library. And participants are invited to choose one of these cookbooks, make a dish, and bring it, along with your appetite, to share in a potluck-style gathering. You'll connect over the cooking experience, exchange tips, and enjoy each other's company. The month's theme is comforting holiday foods. So casseroles, potatoes, pasta, bread, pies, you name it. Again, that's Cook the Cookbooks. It's on November 10th, which is a Thursday at 6:30 p.m. We also have Fall Book Feast. That's going to be November 18th, which is a Friday at 1:30 from 1:30 to 2:30 p.m. and you're going to enjoy a small feast with a literary twist. The books have been picked out with food in the title. As you feast on this food, you'll read the summaries of these books and hopefully have a new book to read. Registration is required, so you can register online. You can go to hcpl.net slash events. This specific code is 64466, so hcpl.net slash events slash 64466. That'll take you to the Fall Book Feast. Or if you just go to the events page, you can narrow down what you're looking for on the left-hand column. I do want to let you all know that the library will close early on November 23rd, which is Wednesday. We close at 5. Then we are closed throughout the Thanksgiving holiday. So we're closed the 24th through the 27th. And we'll reopen our normal business hours on the 28th. And those are 11 to 6 that day. Thank you for joining us here at Atascasita Branch Library's Advanced Copy. If you like this program and you wish to share it with others, we hope that you do. Like and subscribe, leave us a comment, and we will hopefully bring back some more information for you next month. You've been listening to Atascasita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascaceta Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascaceta Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at foal.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.